Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everybody to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast with Craig and Jeff. And today, we are going to start our division-by-division preview as we head into the NFL Draft in just under a month. So we today we're going to start off... With the NFC East, go team by team, go over their offensive depth chart. We're definitely going to skip the defenses. No one's too concerned if you're listening to this podcast. If you're in an IDP league, more power to you. But that's just a little much for me. I can't. I can't really get in. I can't even. I couldn't even fake that for an episode. Yeah, I. I don't think it could work. I wouldn't even know what to say for that one. I wouldn't either. I'd be pretty lost. <laughs> so as we go through these teams, we're going to kind of you know go over what their roster looks like right now. And what their needs are for the draft, and so obviously they're they might have bigger needs at defense or something. We're just gonna strictly be caring about their offense. Um, so that's kind of what we're gonna go. So go NFC East. We're gonna go Cowboys, Giants, um, which I can't even remember. Eagles, and then Redskins. So the Cowboys are always the one that gets talked about the most, and they will be the one we talk about first here today. And they do have quite a bit of fantasy football talent on their roster a lot of people are going to be drafted high probably at least I mean one guy is going to be in the top three of every draft and then there's another potential first second round guy probably second round guy in Dez so talk about these guys obviously we'll just start off with the running backs just because that's where they're that's the most fantasy relevant position here and Zeke is their number one back and he's going to be a top three back drafted in every fantasy league so nothing is going to be changing there at all going to be Zeke and he's going to be a top three guy and I think second year he's not going to be slowing down yet they give him all the carries in the world the guy's not going to slow down and he hasn't seemed to be very injury prone even in college and NFL so far so you can't really worry about that too much I mean it could happen anytime to anybody but I think he's pretty much as sure of a thing as there is out there and now you have to think about what is their backup running back situation who are you going to handcuff with him in last year it seemed to be Alfred Morris, but I think now it's more Darren McFadden. They he's going to be back again this year. And after he came back from the injury, he kind of became the clear handcuffed to Zeke. So that's really what the more decision is here. The bigger decision is make sure you get that handcuff because this could be the most valuable handcuff in all of football. Kind of like D'Angelo Williams was to Bell. I think the handcuff to Zeke is just as just as important. But he's going to be a top three guy in every fantasy draft. I think you think he should be a little hot. Do you think he should be one or two? Like what? I think he should be two. I think you're still thinking number two. Yeah. I still kind of lean at number three, but yeah. you can't go wrong. No. He's going to be as good as it gets there. Once you look at wide receiver, though, they pretty decent wide receiver group, obviously led by Des Bryant, but he can be interesting. And, Jeff, you have a little love-hate relationship with Des, more of a hate. Just because of <sighs> one week... Yeah, he screwed me over pretty good, though. What do you think for him this year, though? Do you expect I mean, a good... I, I mean, he's, he's still... I don't a, see any, any reason to dislike this guy at all. I think... I mean, th- there's a few wide receivers that would take above him, yes. But, I mean, he's solidly right outside of that. He's probably in that second tier, along with, like, an A.J. Green um, for me. So he's definitely he's probably in the top he's probably I don't know top seven for sure I'm trying to think of who else would be up there but I, this offense is clicking um, we know that Des got limited 
exposure, but he seems to work pretty well with Dak. Um, they're definitely going to use him. He's impossible to miss on the field. He's dominant enough where it doesn't matter if they're doubling him, what they do to him. Terrence West, or Terrence West, uh, Williams is enough of a presence. He's not great, but he's say, enough of a presence. That's where I wonder, do you think they, I think they seem to be okay with Terrence Williams as their number two, but do you feel like they, I feel like I would like an upgrade at that if I were the Cowboys. And they're not going to probably go after it, but I just feel like he's okay, but. Yeah, it'd be great to get one, but. It's not going to happen, probably. No, and have, if you, if I was them, I'd be beefing up the the defense just yep. to make sure their offense is going to be fine. Cole Beasley and Cole Beasley and, <laughs> and Williams really did fine. I mean, he's you know he's not. I think he's always kind of people think he should he's going to do a little bit more than he does, and when Des gets hurt, he steps in, and people think he's going to do more than he does. He's just never that. So I think people get down on Terrence Williams a little bit because of it. Yeah, I, w- I mean, for, especially for the only thing I worry about is especially for a wide receiver that was playing without Dez for a handful of games. I mean, he only had 44 receptions for 594 yards last year, which, and and this is saying that Dez wasn't there. So, yep. and that's a rookie quarterback, but that did very, very well. So that does worry me, and they did just sign him, or re sign yep. him, I should say, to a big contract four years, cool. 17 million. Nine point five guaranteed. So they do believe in this guy, and he's he's got the six two height. He's pretty fast, twenty seven. So he's kind of just hitting his prime. Um, would I like to see someone else in that slot? Yeah, but how many how many mouths can you feed anyway? Yeah. If you're going to give easy, and then Des the the bulk of it, and then you also have Williams, Witten, Beasley, a bunch of capable guys. Yep. It might be the best for the team in order to have a well rounded offense. Then try to force another superstar in there. So I, I get it, but yeah, um, I he's to me Terrence Williams isn't even really draftable fantasy wise. I don't feel like he is. Maybe the absolute tail end of a draft, and I just yeah, I don't either because he only had four touchdowns, yeah, five hundred, six hundred yards. I like, think we've seen enough to know he's not going to be probably fantasy relevant he's going to be fine for them but he's not going to be fantasy relevant even if he steps into the number one receiver role looks like yeah so i just don't i feel like i just avoid him because i would never want to start him in my lineup so to me this team the cowboys are really i see only probably i mean cole beasley could be rostered but you don't need to i see three fantasy players on this team and that's all i see because Jason Witten, to me, is not fantasy relevant anymore. No, I, I love him as a player, but no, he's just... There's a ton of tight ends over yeah, him. Maybe bye week fill-in Jason Witten at this point, but that's about it. And even at that point, I feel like there's better options. So it's it's really... It's Zeke, it's Dez, and of course it's Dak Prescott, who I've, I've avoided talking about. His Dak... Oh, he, he, he killed Tony Romo's career. <laughs> he, he ended it, that's he, for sure. He definitely did. And Dak's interesting. Because I don't know, I don't want. I wouldn't want to spend more than five dollars on Dak in an auction draft. But I feel like, do you no. think? He, do you think he goes for more than that, or do you think people are smart oh, yeah. enough not to? You no, think no, he goes more like ten. I never, I never underestimate people. He's definitely go for more. Um, I think he, I think it's a terrible way to spend your money. I think yeah. there's other quarterbacks that are definitely going to have the same production, maybe not on as good of teams. But if you look at the numbers he put up last year. Uh, just to give you an idea, he played all 16 games, um, 311 completions, which is 67%, um, almost 3,700 yards, which is pretty good, 
but 23 TDs with four interceptions. And this yeah. is where I get worried because 23 TDs is pretty is okay. It's pretty good, but at the same time, you only have four interceptions. I feel like we've seen this before. I feel like interceptions has to go up. There's no way you can keep it that low. And I think TDs might go up a bit, but I think you're going to have a lot more inconsistency with him. And a lot of times people think that if he was as good of a rookie season he's had, he only can go up, but that's not always the case. We've seen Foles, and Foles is, I think, the the classic benchmark for If you see a decent amount of touchdowns with no interceptions, and you start wondering what they did there, and I think he was helped by a great run game where they really yep. they really gave him one-on-one yep. um, you know coverage a lot of times because they have to load up that box and he does have Des Bryant back fully for an entire year and it'll be a second year so I don't want to go too yep. negative on him yeah I don't necessarily think he's gonna have a drop off I just don't feel like people are going to be drafting him I think thinking he's gonna have this big increase and I don't see that at all no I think what he did last year is what he's going to do if he has a big increase it's gonna probably happen in like Year three or four, maybe. Yeah, it's not going to happen yet. I feel like. I mean, feel like. I mean, what could you? What do you see for him? Like, honestly, if it was me, I see pretty much the same type of yardage. I don't see him going up from that. Like, that's a lot no, of yardage. Because they're going to run the ball. They don't need to yeah. throw the ball. And I, I feel like he's going to. He might jump up on TDs a bit. Like, I could see him maybe yep. reaching twenty-seven, which is great. But I also see him throwing eight, nine picks. Yep. So I don't think his his fantasy value changes all that much. No. And yeah, see, he's going to be startable, but I'm oh. not going to be the one getting him. I exactly, and, and, and I, hate, I hate Dak Prescott. <laughs> yeah. um, and I just do. I don't know. Ah, oh, man. Maybe yeah. I'll get over that this yeah. season. We'll see. Maybe but, since Romo's retired, I'll be over it. Yeah, and it, this is not my my opinion. Is not that he's going to be unstartable. Like he will be able to start. I think he could. He's going to be a top ten quarterback for uh, quite a few weeks. Yep. But I'm just saying, don't don't spend your money there. I think that would be a foolish investment because yep. I think you could go off and get someone even better for fantasy yep. value than him and because everyone's going to be overhyped on him. Looking at the draft for the Cowboys for offense, there's not gonna, they're not going to get anybody. There's nobody that they're going to get fantasy value-wise. The only thing, they might get a receiver later, maybe in the draft, but it's probably not going to be anybody you're going to be drafting. Obviously, it's going to be nobody to draft. They're not getting a running back. They're not getting a quarterback. Even if they get a tight end, it's not going to be one of those top guys, and if they do, he's going to be behind Witten for a couple of years anyway yet because I don't see Witten going anywhere. No, he so just signed another contract. They're there. going to draft nobody that's going to be fantasy relevant, I believe, next season. The only thing, it could be a wide receiver, possibly like a third, fourth round, maybe, but I don't, I don't even see that. So there's yeah. nothing really got to worry about in the draft there. Yeah, Witten got like a four-year extension or something ridiculous. Five. Oh, my God. The guy's 34 right now. He has a five-year deal worth Wait, like almost $30 he's only dollars. He's only how old is he? 20, 34. That's it? 34. How is he not 40? I don't know. But it's pretty amazing, though, that he's still going. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I think that's it for the Cowboys. We know yeah. what they are. There's not much question no. marks, three, and they're not going to get anything. Three very safe guys. Yep. You're going to have to pay for every single one, which is why I would pay for Easy yep. and Bryant, but I wouldn't pay but for Dak. There's only, to me, three rosterable guys right now, which tail end guys, Terrence Williams, Cole Beasley, but yeah. Jason Witten, but they're not I really. Agree. They can be drafted. They cannot be drafted. Ten team leagues, they can leave them on the waiver wire. So let's move over to the Giants, who definitely have some fantasy value out there too. You never quite know what to expect from the Giants. They could go eleven and five and make the playoffs. They could go five and eleven. You don't really know what to expect because honestly, I never know what to expect from Eli and how good Eli is going to be. I know. And is he he's going to be on the tail end yet here? 
I can see the Giants actually no drafting a quarterback this year. It wouldn't surprise me to get somebody in there. That was I have heard that. And that you know, in order to I mean, thirty six right now. They need to draft somebody because Geno Smith, who they decide is not their answer. Yeah, <laughs> this is the no. time to draft a quarterback. I can see them getting a guy in maybe the second round, it, especially if one of those top guys we talk about. Like, there's probably there's three for sure top guys, and there's like Pat. The whole meal was from Texas Tech. There's a couple other guys. They yeah. could get a second-row guy. Yeah, and it would be a great time to to get a guy because you're going to back up Eli Manning for a couple of years at least, Yep, be able to get your feet under you. And let's be honest, like, um, I mean, right to get right into it, the running back situation yeah. looks like a pit, but their wide receivers are very interesting. Yep. I mean, obviously you have Odell Beckham as the number one guy here and he's going to be in the top 10 of every single draft i don't know why he wouldn't be he's phenomenal there's nothing you can say really wrong with him um but then you move on and sterling Shepard did show glimpses of really good stuff as a rookie yeah exactly and now he's at number three so you're wondering how much playing time he's going to get and then really the big question mark is brandon marshall I mean, he had a pretty atrocious year at the end, and now he's going to be second wide receiver instead of first. It's not the first time we saw that from Brandon Marshall in situations. Like, he did that in Miami before he went to Chicago. He might just be upset with the team. It's happened with him before. This isn't the first time. So, hard to say if he is, is he done, or was that just him in a bad situation with the Jets? He was in a bad situation. That offense was just terrible. So I like Brandon Marshall as a value this year. And, and I think the Giants signing did boost him a little bit, but I don't think it boosted him enough. I still think Brandon Marshall is going to be like a $15 auction player. I can see that. I would hope. I hope that. I, I, I would, in the 10 to 15 range, I would probably take a chance on him. I don't want him getting higher than that, but somebody <laughs> might think that. It's possible. But there is so many receivers yeah, out there that I feel like he should go down in that price range. He, he, yeah, he definitely should, and I wouldn't be I wouldn't be the one to get him in that price no, range. Like ten dollars, I'd love to he, get. He finally he finally interests me because of where he landed. The fact that he's going to be a number two and across from such a great wide receiver. Yep. But the thing with me is, and I know that he you know he could be upset with that team, but last year for the Jets he had fifty nine receptions for. Nearly 800 yards, which is pretty decent, but only three touchdowns, and he played 15 games. Like, I, f- he, I think he still has it in him. Yep. But you know, are you gonna? Is all the other wide receivers gonna steal all the touchdowns? Odell Beckham is a black hole that catches everything. He's great, um, but you're gonna th- throw it to him as much as possible. And then Sterling Shepard. I mean, he had what almost 700 yards last year, or 600 yep. yards, and eight TDs. So he's going to go for cheap now. exactly, and he's the number three. So he's going to have no one really guarding him. Yep. So uh, Brandon Marshall, yes, he did get a tick up. He's off of my absolutely don't draft list, but I still think he's in this dangerous position where I can't count on him. And if he goes for ten bucks, I'm cutting my losses and going for someone else. Yep. So that's that's just me though. But he could be a steal because Brandon Marshall is still a pretty Pretty phenomenal athlete. And the running back situation is not something I'm very excited about. Oh, man. It's, it's I think Paul it's Perkins. It, it, Paul Perkins, if he ends up being their starter, which I still feel like this is, I feel like there's they're going to go after maybe somebody in the draft. This is where they could, they need to, I think, draft a running back. And they, they definitely could. So this is, they could get in, who knows, maybe they get Fournette or Cook. I don't doubt it, but this, it could happen. This cannot be true. I'm looking at his stats. <laughs> is this true that he didn't get one touchdown? 
Really? Yeah, I didn't even know that. So he had 112 rushes and an average of 4.1, which is, you know, relatively decent. You want to hit that four-point mark. But no touchdowns. And then even in the receiving game, he didn't get any touchdowns. That's mind-boggling. Yeah, in I would like them to have a better option at running back because I just I'm not I'm not I don't really think Paul Perkins is going to be a very good option. But the problem is if he is the number one running back, he's draftable. Oh, without and, a doubt. And maybe he could be a decent like steal in a draft if you can get him under ten dollars and get a starting running back. But I don't want to pay anything for him because I just don't see much happening. With no, him. He, he worries me. That's why I, this is a great landing spot for uh, one of those running backs. But there's he's there they pick too late. I feel. Yeah, they pick in the in, you know twenty third. They pick in the draft. So hey, you never know. Someone like Kamara or something could sneak in there. Maybe yeah. they want to go somebody there. It's but possible. even that. But this would be a prime time for like a, one of the top guys. But they're not going to get him. No. So. I doubt it. I mean, it could, but I don't even know if they want to. I don't know if that's what they're looking at. Maybe they think they're going to give Perkins that one-year chance. Yeah, and they could. And they have a stable of guys that have never really gotten it done. I mean, Shane Vereen, you know, past him, he was hurt, obviously. But he's he's a good guy to uh, for third downs, catching the ball. Sean Duran. Yeah, and he's there now. And then Darkwa. Darkwa. (laughs) So I'm I'm looking at this, and I'm not even I'm not even seeing anyone that is that would scare. Uh, Paul Perkins. No, that's the sad, the sad thing. Like, I would love to sit here and be like, I really like this guy, and nope. I think he can overtake him. But there's no one. And I think I think he's going to get that shot this year. I have a feeling he's going to get the shot. I do too. I think but, they, I think they like him like the, enough. That's the thing. I don't like him. I don't think he's going to be very good. But if you can get him for under ten dollars, even in a draft, great. You could get a starting running back for nothing. Problem is, you're never going to want to play him because even last year, I got. Back to my team, I had Isaiah Crowell, who I think is much better than Paul Perkins, and I couldn't even be in a situation where I could trust starting Isaiah Crowell every week. How could I ever start Paul Perkins and feel comfortable with it, even if he's a starting running back? He's going to get, what, 15 carries for 40 yards and get you a touchdown once every four weeks? Is that about what you think? Like, it's just, I don't expect much. Yeah, I... I don't even know what to say about this. I mean, I didn't... I guess I didn't quite realize how unbelievably bad the running game was. Nope. But let me actually... Oh, my gosh. This is how bad it was. So, Paul Perkins didn't have a touchdown. Yep. So, Rashad Jennings was the number one guy there. So, you could be like, okay, maybe he stole all the touchdowns. He <laughs> averaged a very poor 3.3 on 181 touches, carries. And he had three touchdowns. And he did get one in the receiving game. But between their top two guys, they had four yep. touchdowns, period. Which makes me believe... Obviously, we all know they like to throw the ball. And now they have Brandon Marshall as well, so they're even more stacked. Yep. Why in the world would they hand off the ball ever? So Paul Perkins, I can't imagine him getting above four touchdowns. No. So I mean, why would I? Not, why would I? Draft I'm not that excited guy? about it. Get him if you can get him for very cheap, and you get a starting running back. But that's about it. I can't. And ah, just can't. I mean, maybe he turns into uh, more of a, a big run threat guy. Maybe yeah. we haven't seen it yet, and he can break a couple. But yeah. I just don't see it happening. Nope. I don't see a whole lot of. Reward for mm-hmm. drafting, and then obviously quarterback Eli. Yeah, he's one of those. He could be. He's he's borderline draftable in a ten team. Yeah, league. I mean he's he's a, he's a great he's, backup. He's good. He's, he's a streamer. He'll, he'll be on somebody's team. He'll be on probably multiple teams in your league in a season. That's oh pretty yeah, much what it'll yeah. Be. And their tight end situation is kind of ugly to me. Will tie. I could see them drafting mm-hmm. somebody. 
because yeah. I don't think that's going to get it done. Actually, that would that would be a great landing spot for uh, well either one of the yeah, two tight really ends. But that's uh, the second guy from Miami. I, yeah. I would like to see him there. I think he could really make some waves. So my fantasy advice for the Giants is either draft a running back or a tight end. One of those two for us. It's, it would help us. So maybe that will help your team overall, but help us. So that's what I, I would say for them. So now over to the Eagles, who are very interesting with. Carson Wentz in his second year at quarterback. I could see an increase for Carson Wentz. But again, this isn't somebody I'm going to probably be drafting. But it's somebody that's going to... It, his improvement's only going to help the offense, which is I'll be happy with. I don't. He could be a bye-week fill-in, again, but he's not going to be necessarily... He's definitely not going to be a starter at the beginning of the year. And he could he could do something to improve us all wrong. But it's their wide receiver group is much better now. Yeah, Alshon Jeffrey... So you still have Jordan Matthews, even Torrey Smith as a third receiver. Yeah, could be decent. Then they, the other ones who are pretty much nothing anymore is Doriel Green Beckham and Nelson Aguilar. Don't expect much from those two. No, point. but the fact that they're the fourth and fifth guys yep. are interesting. And especially Aguilar kind of fell off my radar, um, you know what I mean? But I'm still holding out hope that Green Beckham turns into something. Because he finally, they, they picked him up, they used him a little bit. I mean, the guy is 6'5", he's still a freak. So if he can really catch on and, you know, and maybe endure himself to the coaches, I think he could actually sneak up to that third spot. It's Torrey Smith. Yeah, he's we, at the end of his career, you know. He's expect as much. Yeah, that. he'll be fine. But Jordan Matthews could actually be – I don't see Jordan Matthews being any worse. I think he could be just as just as good as he's been, which is okay. But his value now, he his price will probably go down a little bit. So his overall value is a little higher at the price now. Yeah, and, and this is th- – last year was the first year. I mean, not only did he do worse than usual, yep. but now he's the number two. So I, I totally agree with you. Not to mention, his first two years in Philly, he had eight touchdowns apiece with um, almost 900 and then almost 1,000. He still had 800 yeah, yards last see, year, but he, he only had three touchdowns. So I think that's he, where the difference is. I think he could absolutely shoot that touchdown number back up. I think he's going to be a decent under-the-radar player now. He's not going to be talked about as much, and it could be that sometimes helps. These players that have been hyped up for a few years, and then all of a sudden they're not really talked about, and you get them for a good value, and they might actually be worth it for once. You know what I didn't realize? Just out of... <laughs> I didn't realize Nick Foles was back yes, with he Philly. Yes, <laughs> he is. He's back on the team. So like, at this That's point, hilarious. even if Wentz goes down, they have a decent backup who's going to keep their fantasy numbers relevant. Okay, I just want to point this out just because we had just talked about it, though. But just to go over the numbers. So his second year in Philly, when yeah. he started pretty much the entire year, 13 games, he had 2,900 yards, 27 TDs, and two interceptions. <laughs> the very next year, he only played eight games because he got hurt. But... 2,100 yards, 13 TDs, 10 interceptions. So you're seeing the kind of... Crazy. Yeah, when you have that big of a disparity. Yep. Um, just, you know, I think Dak will fare better yep. than that. But that is the kind of fall off that I'm not expecting, but I worry about. And then their running back situation. It's where I thought they were going to possibly do something this offseason with it, and yet they haven't, they haven't done anything yet. It's still Ryan Matthews. Darren Sproles and Wendell Smallwood. And Ryan Matthews. I don't I don't actually hate it because we no, after we talked about yes, it last time. Matthews, I do like Matthews. Like overall, when you really look at his numbers, see what he's done. Yeah. For the team. I, I like that. For the team. I, but he can't be an every down guy. He has proven that year after year after year. If you make Ryan Matthews this every down back, he's not going to make it through the season. Exactly. So maybe if they don't draft somebody, which still is a possibility. 
maybe it's going to be more of a 50-50 workload split with Matthews and Smallwood, with Sproles still doing Sproles things and what he does. Maybe Smallwood gets a bigger role in Matthews. That's the problem, though. I feel like fantasy-wise, they might not be terribly relevant, but you might be able to get Brian Matthews for nothing now at this point. Because who's going to want to spend any money on Ryan Matthews at this point? Nobody. No. She's going to go under $10. Again, that could be another possible steal. Shoot, maybe he has the one season where he doesn't get hurt. You know, he's extremely talented. And if he could just actually have one season where he didn't get hurt, if that happens at all in the rest of his career and however many years he has left, he will be a steal that season. And it could happen. I mean, why not? So I like Ryan Matthews for cheap. I like the player. But the injury situation, yeah, is and it would have to be it would have to be very cheap because you're right. He and it's funny because I looked at Smallwood, Matthews, and Sproles, yep. and all three of them averaged over four yards yeah. of carry. So they're all capable of doing this. Obviously, Smallwood being on the back end of the talent spectrum, and Darren Sproles very limited touches for the most yep. part comparatively, but he had almost a hundred. I think ninety four. Yep. I think it said, but he was averaging. Um, was it 4.7? I have to look it up again. But he had a good clip per, yeah, 4.7 last year. So they have the talent there, so they don't necessarily have to go out and yep. get anyone. They, but that they, does that does limit your fantasy value yeah. at the running back position. Yeah, the fantasy value might not be great, but again, it's all about value and getting cheap. Yeah, Matthews, they need to limit his workload to 10 to 15 carries at the absolute, not just 10 to 15 touches at the most to keep his, and that could still have some value out there. yeah. I would agree with you. If he stays healthy, he, he could be a guy you can slide in yep. for your, that flex position or a number two when yep. you need. So and, I don't hate it. And then tight end wise, Zach Ertz could be a decent pickup this year. I could see a, a solid season from here from him, especially with a good receiving core out there. A second year Carson Wentz, I think Ertz could have a decent season. He's, I think Ertz is going to be a draftable tight end. I don't see why he's not a top ten tight end. So he could definitely be somebody. He's one of those guys in an auction get for a dollar or two and. Maybe he can. Maybe he hits and is good. Yeah, and I think. I mean, the great thing about him too is you really do have to look at kind of how they did throughout the year. But like with a rookie QB, how you end. Yep. And at the end, <clears throat> he did. He did much better. Um, and as you can see, he pretty much starting at week thirteen. Um, he only had four touchdowns the entire season. Uh, three of them came in, coming in, you know, 13 to 17. But he had some decent yardage, which really makes me believe that that can translate into better. Um, starting in week 13, 79 yards, 112, 80, 33, 139 yeah, so he, with two TDs. Yeah, so I like that. It's it's interesting, especially he's, as Wentz gets better. He's definitely these guys a draftable. He's a draftable tight end. He, yeah, should, I, be, he should be rostered. I completely agree. I think he's, he's going to fly under the radar, too. And he has all the tools to be very good in this league. So... Draft-wise, fantasy-wise, I don't really see them probably making a move. I think they're going to stick with the running backs they have again. It seems to me like that's the way they're leaning now. If you had asked me that same question two months ago, I would have said Matthews is probably gone, and they're either going small or drafting somebody, but I just don't feel like it's leaning that way. So I don't really expect them to do anything fantasy-wise in the draft. So that's not going to probably happen. Now the Redskins. The final team. One last thing, actually. Only only because we kind of skipped over Elshon. Oh, yeah, Alshon, yeah. Because he actually is there, the number one. I know he had kind of a terrible season last year, but we all believe in his talent. Oh, yeah, he's going to be good. Where does That's he where, where does he fall in, in your rankings as far as wide receiver now? It's hard to, I have to think about that. Where He's not, obviously not my tier one. He's probably not tier two. I could see him being his highest tier, my tier three probably, type receivers. Yeah, probably which, I don't there. know exactly who that is yet right now, but 
he's below the Dez, AJ Green, those kind of guys to me. But he has the potential to be as good as them. So he's definitely probably tier three receiver, which I don't know what that exactly is going to be ranked. How, how much yet, money? How much money in an auction draft? Right, right away, uh, a safe number. You're like, if he went for this much, I absolutely would go for. Him. Well, the first thought that actually came to my head was twenty five, and I don't know if I would for sure go for him, but I could see that where he should probably go. And again, it all depends on every draft's different, but mm-hmm. I could see him going twenty five. I think I'd actually feel comfortable with it in a way. I'd feel very comfortable with twenty five. Yeah. So I just kind of feel like he's around that twenty five mark, and I th- could I, be worth a lot I more. Say, I think, he, worth I think more. he's going to go for more, and I, I think, think he is he, worth more. I think he could be. So yeah, twenty five is where I'd start it at. Keep it. He's, he's right around that. Yeah, he shouldn't go much lower than that. He could go. I think he'll go actually quite a bit higher. Yeah, see, I, see, I'm more conservative in my numbers typically, but that's kind of the first one that came to my mind. I think he's going to go for that's probably the minimum you'll go for is 25, 25 to 35, probably in that range, mm-hmm. something like that. Somebody's going to fall in love with him. He's a great player, and if if you believe in Wentz and think Wentz is going to be a good, you know, top quarterback in the league here, eventually, he, it's probably a good pick. So no, Redskins. Washington. Been interesting with Kirk Cousins over the offseason, but it sounds like he's now... I think he, Kirk, it's safe to say that he's going to be playing for the Redskins. He's not going to the Niners now. <laughs> All that talk a month or two ago. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's probably going to happen. I think he's going to be sticking with the Redskins. Which, for fantasy-wise, if you want fan, Redskins players to be relevant fantasy-wise, you want Kirk Cousins to be the quarterback next year. Because I don't, and I don't necessarily think Kirk Cousins is an amazing quarterback. Because I don't really think he is. But fantasy wise, he's a good quarter. He's a good fantasy quarterback. It doesn't matter how good he actually is. He's a good fantasy quarterback, and he gives the people around him pretty decent fantasy numbers. Which, what do you think about this wide receiver group? Do you think it's better without Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garcon? Do you like the? Just, oh, I love it so you much. You got more. rid of those two and you threw in Terrell Pryor. Oh, and I now you give J- Josh Doxson a chance. Absolutely. I, I, think, Carter, I think it was role. a smart thing they could have done to let both of those guys go. First of all, I, I think Terrell Pryor is an upgrade on Deshaun Jackson. And the fact that Jamison Crowder came in and did so well, now he's securely at the number two spot. Um, you don't have to worry about I mean, Gerson is still a good wide receiver. But I like having these other guys up and coming. So Josh Doxson, like you said um, the fact that he can prove himself now and you also have Jordan Reed and the fact if you have Garcon Deshaun Jackson um, Jamison Crowder Jordan Reed that is a lot of money that you put into these guys and all of them want to catch the ball now you're having Terrell Pryor who has to prove himself Josh Doxson who has to prove himself Jamison Crowder who wants to do another great year Jordan Reed pray that he stays healthy but you have a lot of young guys that are trying to prove themselves that you probably I don't know, you spread that money around a little more, and I think it gives you more versatility, too, to be honest. Yep. So I really like it. Not to mention, I think they also added, um, who's the, uh, was it? Brian Quick? Yeah, Brian <laughs> Quick. So, And he never amounted to much, um, but he always had um, a lot of speed and his height. So if you throw him in there and he actually finally gets into the, the groove of things, yep. you have another guy you can throw to. Yep. So I think it helps Kirk Cousins out a ton. Um, now that he has his feet under him, I don't. You know, he's not a rookie anymore. He doesn't need that leadership. Yep. I think they definitely did a huge upgrade in the wide receiver. Doxson, I really like Doxson. Think this guy could be good. He obviously was hurt last year, so he didn't really get a chance. He's he's six two, two hundred pounds. He ran a four four six at the combine the year before. It was pretty solid, especially for the size. He could really get down the field. I mean, I'm looking college. at just looking at some of these numbers from college. He had one of them that they show here is. He had 20 contested catches 
his senior year out of his 79, he caught 85 of the 20 contested balls thrown his way, which is the highest percentage of any receiver in the 2000 what the 2016 draft that was the highest percentage that just shows he's a guy who can get up there and get the ball who also has some speed and he's not going to back down from a quarterback and try to he's a good good player I think you will see that this year I really like Josh Doxson to step up and I I don't see why that receiver group's not going to be great I know and And, Terrell Pryor leading him to 6-4 we all know how incredibly athletic the guy is and being on Cleveland and putting up 77 receptions for 1,000 yards and four TDs, and then he had a rushing TD as well. You're putting up, I mean, yeah, those numbers don't, like, jump out at you like, oh, my gosh, what an amazing, but 1,000 yards and four TDs on a one of the worst offenses pretty much ever. I mean, now you go to a, a throw-happy team, I think this guy could be well, in line for a huge year. You think if, like, Pryor had been a college receiver, and you look at this, it just you look at his his – his numbers here. He's six four, six five ish, two hundred and thirty pounds, and he ran a four four five. Like it's crazy, right? If you saw that right now, if you saw that stat line, those numbers off one of these other guys coming out, you'd be like, man, that guy's a beast, and he can run. Yeah, like, that would just be everything, right? Like, yeah, I mean, you really you're looking yeah, that's at that's better than really Mike looking, Williams. I was gonna say you're looking right? at Mike Williams right now, and he's gonna be in, uh, in taller yet. Yeah, in, maybe, I don't know about speed wise, but. Bigger, it that's just ridiculous. So you throw two big, fast receivers out there with the Jameson Crowder is going to catch every ball in the middle with Jordan Reed. Yeah, which is an absolute nightmare if you say so. So Jordan Reed, though, man, can this guy stay healthy? No, I mean that's just that's the thing of it. He's not going to stay healthy. Is so, he still worth drafting? Oh, Absolutely, he's worth drafting, but he's not worth spending on for me. That's my problem. I can I can't. I've always been a person I like to not spend at the tight end position anyway. And so if I'm going to splurge and <laughs> you know spend money on tight end, I can't waste it on Jordan Reed. If I think I'm only going to get you know half a season or 10 games out of it. That's the problem. It's almost like if you do that, you almost have to have Vernon Davis too. You almost have to have a handcuff. Right. That's a you know, it is a problem. If Jordan I mean obviously, we've said this a few guys. If Jordan Reed we knew he was going to be healthy for this year, shoot, he'd be Easily, he'd be right there with Gronk and Kelsey, and he's still he's still going to be a top five. He's still going to be probably top three. I just don't I don't see myself spending on him. I don't think you would either. Probably no, yeah, only because you're going to have to yeah you're going to have to spend too much on him. And if I can't if I can't predict what he's going to do, and the worst part is I feel like he gets hurt like every like three games. Yep. So it's like you he can't even get it in a consistent kind of mode of, of playing. No, he can't. Um, and that's the problem. And I mean, last year he played 12 games, and you don't know how many of those games yep. he was hobbled. Um, but 66 receptions, um, almost 700 yards with six TDs. So very solid for a tight end. And that's also missing four games. Yep. So. And then the final is the running back situation, which it sounds like it's going to be Rob Kelly There's their starting back. Matt Jones is kind of just – He's falling off the face how, of the earth. I mean, man, how angry can they stay at a guy? I think I, it, I think Rob Kelly's the guy, and I don't think Matt Jones is getting himself back into it. He might actually be active for some games this year. After he after Rob Kelly became the starter last year, I don't think Matt Jones was active again. Which is pretty crazy because his numbers, obviously he got in trouble for fumbling, but his numbers are solid. They're actually, they're really, I mean, besides for the touchdowns, his 
per average, like yardage average, was better than Kelly. Yep. Um, he had a, I mean, he had 99 rushes for 460 yards. That's 4.6 per carry with three TDs. Um, obviously, he doesn't do a whole lot in the receiving game. He had eight receptions for 73 yards. But those are good. But obviously, it's all about whether or not the guy can stay healthy and can hold on to the ball. And I think they think Rob Kelly's that guy. And I think Rob Kelly's going to be the starter. But how much do you spend on Rob Kelly? My first it, thought in my mind is 15 to 20. I was going to say, it scares the crap out of me. Right? Um, yeah, I mean, Maybe. for that, for a starting back, you you have to say yes. He's obviously a, he's a better starting back than, like, Paul Perkins. Yeah, but without a doubt. It's still not – he's not – he's – I would not feel comfortable with Rob Kelly as my running back, too. I think he needs to be your flex, if anything. I, that's just where I'm at. He couldn't be my... I mean, yeah, some teams can get away with him maybe being their RB, too, but I, I, I don't want that situation. I mean, I mean, the truth is, he his numbers were incredibly solid as well. They were. They were. I just don't... <laughs> I mean, 100... Just to give you guys perspective, 168 rushes. He played 14 games, so that's good. 168 rushes, that's 4.2 average and 6 TDs, and he also threw in 12 receptions for 82 yards in the TD and the receiving end. But, I mean, those are solid numbers, and that's also when he was sharing time with Matt Jones at the beginning. Yep. Um, yeah, that one massive week, I know he won me a week. Of course, I picked up Rob Kelly. Yeah, he, he, was nothing. he looked like he was going to be He's going to be solid. Away. I think yeah. 15 to 20, I'd go as high as 20 on him. Most likely, especially if you're depends on the situation you're in. There's not a lot of guys who are starting running backs out there who should be the number one guy who's going to get most of the carries. But Chris Thompson's always there to take away touches. They play to Chris Thompson a lot. If you get into a situation, and this always happened with Alfred Morris, where they were maybe behind and had to go pass happy. It was always it's always going to be Chris Thompson. Yeah, that, yeah, it that, takes that's away. what worries me is is really the, how much they're going to pass it. But if you do look at it, I mean, until they hit week seven, Matt Jones was the Yep. lead back. So that also plays into it. So I don't, I don't want to forget that. So before that, he really had very few touches. And yep. then after that, he went. He, he was doing really solid. So 87 yards with a TD, 97 yards. And then what you're talking yep. about, oh, yeah. 137 yards what, with three, three touchdowns? TDs. That was a great game. Then 37 <laughs> yards, 63, 63 see, with a touchdown. Kinda, uh, eight yards with a touchdown. See, it kind of fell off a little bit. So, It was okay. It, that last part of the year was a little... Yeah. Yeah. But also when you're doing this, when he got... A large amount of touches. He did very, very well. And this is also, yep. you can kind of tell though, right? This is not like they just stopped giving yeah. him the balls because they couldn't run. But that's going to happen to them. That's why yeah. I get worried. But if he has a full year of production like he did here, yeah. he's definitely startable. He's definitely worth to be on your team. So I actually am changing my tune a bit. If he truly is a starter, um, he he could be worth a $20 thing because... Yeah, say about that. Yeah. yeah. Especially when they're just not sure things out there. Exactly. It and just really isn't. It seems like this is it, as long as they don't draft anyone. Yep. And, and they talk about draft and fantasy-wise, I don't see them making a move on the offensive side of the ball. I just don't see it. I don't either. And they have enough weapons. Yep. They don't need to, yep. really. So I don't see anything happening there. Unless you got anything else for the Redskins, I think that wraps up the NFC East. Kirk Cousins, decent, startable quarterback. That's pretty much it with him. So I think that's pretty much it for the East. Yeah, um, that, that is, really. So next week, we'll be back with some more episodes. We're going to continue with the NFC, probably go NFC North, then NFC South, and then I'm not sure if we're doing all three next week. We're going to keep we're gonna get them all done before the draft, so we'll keep going on them. But we'll definitely do the NFC North first, talk about the Lions a little bit, because I think I know more about the Lions than anything. But <laughs> talk about them and see what the heck they're going to do. Maybe we'll talk ourselves into them needing to get Adrian Peterson. 
I tell you, that, that's going to be a, a very good one because you have the Lions and Packers, which Packers should need be. Running back too. You think that both of them have a very good shot at uh, playoffs, and yeah. then you have Bears and Vikings, which I feel like they've got to rebuild a bit. But there's I think quite a bit of movement in a lot of those teams yeah, to talk it, about. So and Vikings aren't that far off, so they could do themselves a lot of. But we'll talk about that next time. But in the meantime, check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit or FantasyFootballProfit.com. If you have a question, email us at FantasyFootballProfit at gmail.com. We will talk to you guys next week.